welcome to We Slay Things. Hi, I'm Amy, and I play Twiggy Asparagus, a forest gnome druid. I am what I please, be it the strong elk or the quick bat. I am fire, I am water, I am earth, I am air. With my cat-sized bear jewel blood drinker at my side, I am unstoppable. Hi, I'm Andy, and I play Belisar, a human fighter champion. My name is Amber, and I play the hill dwarf paladin Emberlin. My name is Alyssa, and I play Kilbo Dragons. I am a non-binary dragonborn sorcerer. Hi, I'm Joe. I play Mima, the tiefling rogue. I'm Thomas, and I play Zardex, cleric of the grave. Hello, my name is Jason, and I play Zauber Chubbins, a dwarven wizard of applied meteorology. Hi, I'm Mick. I'm the Dungeon Master. Adventures Local 381 went to the Feywild some days ago to help Ildon break free of his warlock pact from the Archfey Oberon. In the process of doing so, they managed to acquire a chicken shack in which they created an arcane construct chicken boo. They killed some hags, they killed centaurs, they killed pixies and sprites. Some Fomorians. They almost killed an ancient dragon to get a, a moon blade, which they gave to Oberon. They fought a shadow version of themselves who barely escaped with their lives. And in going to do one final fetch quest for Oberon, they killed an ancient mummy lord and several death knights and banshees. Once they had done all of that. They went and found Oberon's rival, Simon the Sinister, brokered a peace between these two enemies. Aeldon was free. They celebrated with Simon, left the chicken hut and chicken shack with him, and transported back to the material plane. Now, the good news is you all passed the memory check, and you remember all of your time in the Feywild, all of those wonderful adventures, such a grand old time. The bad news is, is you left in the height of summer and where you stand now in the forest on the material plane, it is snowing hard and it is freezing cold. Mima, you are up first. You are standing in the woods. It is very cold. The snow is coming down hard. You are not wearing winter gear because it wasn't <laughs> winter when you went into this portal. I got, I got my, my sunshades and my board shorts and my, my flip-flops oh my on. So I want to know where we are. Are we in the compound? Or are you we are just not in the, in the compound. You're roughly where you all entered, uh, a few hours away from the compound in the forest. I want to I see if there's any shelter around. If Roll an investigation check. 26. You do see that there are there 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 are areas. There's not a, a built shelter, but with a, a bit of work, you all could construct a shelter, build a fire, and create a place to hunker down if you so chose. Dang it, guys! Why did we leave behind the chicken hut? Damn it! Yeah, we have plenty of shelter. We've got oh, yeah, fortress. We have we've, a- got, we've got fortresses and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we've gone through winter before. Sorry, I forgot about all of the magic you guys assholes do. Yeah, give me, give me a, like an hour or something. I can summon a temple. <laughs> <laughs> Zobber Chubbins, it's your turn. Does anybody want a fortress? Can no. We... <laughs> Let's no. go home. Yeah, this is teleport. Just get out of here. You do know that 
flying while possible is going to be a challenge because like this is not quite a blizzard but it's kind of just this side of it hey guys do you want to just trudge on home any objections i presume we can teleport and we all well bell sorry it is your turn all right who wants to hold my hand and we can just teleport home let's do it Bellasar a big old hug. I mean, I've I've been to our compound a few times. I think I can. Oh yeah, no, you are you are very familiar with the compound. You get everybody around you. You activate the helmet. And you all take thirty three force damage. You all teleport, and you feel just. This barrier knock against you. You do all materialize in one piece, more or less, 33 point hit points lighter, about 120 feet from where you know your compound begins. You're you're still in wood wooded area. Damn it. We said that <laughs> we did that on purpose. Yeah. are like seriously damaged, I assume. It stings for sure. You we'll looking around, you're you're about 120 feet away from where you think. Compound starts. I'm just gonna start yelling for Quevin. Look at the I, have a word. I need to have a word with him. I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, shouldn't he he'll do something where we can go through? I mean, how hard is that? I mean, how does the compound look? Is it on fire? Here's yeah, the how- thing. I would like you all to roll either perception or investigation. All that you all can see is kind of a dark, foggy blur where the compound is supposed to be. That's not cool. Can I do an arcana check? Could indeed. I will do it as well. 21. 17. Belsar, you definitely recognize this as a magic spell. Zabra Chubbins, you would recognize this most likely as being uh, the spell Morden Canaan's Private Sanctum. About the time that occurs to you, you hear, Ha! Stay where you are! Hishash. Hishash. Zardex, it is your turn. My tabaxi friend! Wait, wait, is that you guys? Uh, yeah. It is. How are you? Uh, All right, everybody, come on out. And from around you all, a number of figures emerge. First to emerge is Hasash. And shortly behind him is a a short, rather stout-looking dwarven woman in heavy armor with a mean-looking greatsword. It's Kalaya. Yay! You notice immediately she is wearing a holy symbol of Dolora around her neck. And she just like instantly like is a clunk, 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 like through the snow <laughs> and just gives you a big hug. Quevin emerges and he's got his spell book open. You, you can see like fire on his fingertips. Yes. And an- another figure in robes emerges. And this one you don't recognize. And he goes, Quevin, my friend, put it away. And, and Quevin, oh, sorry, I got excited. And he snaps the fire off of his fingertips. This other figure you don't recognize. From behind you all, four figures emerge in fur armor, carrying spears, uh, looking pretty intense. These are not figures whom you immediately recognize, although you did see a group of very similar people before you all set off for the River Sticks. Th- these are members of the Hooklock tribe. And, hey, buddy. Uh, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Hisash says, oh, we're so glad to see you guys. What the hell took so long? How long did it take? We were gone for what? Two hours, guys, right? Tops. Roll me an intelligence check. It was like a week or something. 
most of you know that you are gone about 18-ish days. Based on a bit of conversation with uh, Hisash and Quevin and, and you all, you all left about the middle of June in our calendar. And you got back 18 weeks later in the first part of December. Basically, you were you were in the Feywild for about 20 days, and in material plane time, that worked out to about six months. Bro. Ow. Did the dwarf come and see you? Oh, uh, Brower Shovens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to show you what he's done in the food. Yay! Uh-oh. It's so good. They begin moving you all through. Give him a hug. Uh, he graciously accepts it and gives you a big hug back. Okay, they walk you through the barrier, and once you pass through, uh, it's mostly the same compound you remember. It does appear to have been heavily fortified in the time since you've been gone. Zardax, you notice that, and many of you are quickly behind, there does appear to be some repair work going on on the library. Zardax, as, as someone who you know keeps very careful records, uh, you also notice there are some patches on some of the other buildings that look a bit newer, as if some uh, restoration and repair work has been done fairly recently. Where's Gary? I need Gary. Oh, he's up in the main house. Maybe we should speak to Gary. Is he the, the, the one we should speak to who is aware of all the changes that have happened? Oh, yeah, no, Gary, Gary's, been, uh, Gary's been working hard since you guys have been gone. Gary's really been modifying this uh, <laughs> fortress. Well, I, I, I'll let him tell you more, but for good reason. Sounds ominous. Emberlin, is there anything that you would like to do? Did I already give my sister a huge big hug? You did. You did. Uh, I think I just want to talk to her. I want to say, you know, Clia, how how did this happen? You found Dolora. You, you folk were gone for, for quite a bit. I thought it'd be, you know, maybe a week or two. And, and then the weeks kind of dragged on. You know, I was training before you left, and I just kept at it. And and I thought, you know, what what if it's what if it's ages before she gets back, or as an adventurer, what what, what if Dolora forbid she never gets back? And so I, I I felt like I had to follow in your footsteps and be be the best you you I could be until you were back. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that you found each other. Let me see that sword. She, uh, she takes it out, and she begins sort of uh, whipping it around. Uh, she's a little excited, so it's it's a bit dangerous. Uh, she doesn't hit anybody, but comes close a couple of times. Quevin almost walks into a blade, and the uh, the other mage manages to grab him and pull him back at the last second, and Clyde goes, oh, sorry, Quevin. Got, uh, got a bit excited. Can you introduce me to this new mage? Oh, oh, I, I apologize, he says. And he, he bows deeply to you all and says, I am, well, I am from the Adventurers Local. They sent me here to, to help support while you all were away. My name is Chevin. <laughs> are you related to Quevin? Oh, no, it's merely, it's a, just a, coincidence. merely a coincidence. They are <laughs> quite differently, of I'm course. I'm sure this is the case. I, I am a, a, a spellcaster come here to, to help protect from any dangers that might arise until you all arrive. And I, I must tell you, it has been an honor to serve on your behalf in these most recent... How many apostrophes are in Chevin? <laughs> oh, none, none. It is, <gasps> as it, as it sounds, C-H-E-V-E-N. 
I have spent these last few months hearing of your great deeds. Gary was able to read through them all once, just enough time before I set out to, to see what was disturbing our, our barrier this morning. I want to ask Hisash, you have mentioned obliquely many times that there has been some danger. What has been going on? Well, uh, back in the early fall, we kind of got attacked. Oh no, is everyone okay? Uh, more or less. Uh, there were a few casualties, but we were we were able to drive them back. Right. Who attacked? Um, was it was there? It was it seven people? How how did you know? I had an inkling. We had the premonition on our journey back here. They were assholes, weren't they? Yeah, they were assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You said people were hurt in the attack. Were they just peasants, or were they someone this important? Is- this is unkind and uh, disgusting uh, question. Of course they were important. They were people. They were- Belisar, uh, let me remind you that according to the paperwork, the uh, the payout for cause of death does not matter whether you are a primary or a tertiary character. It is the same lump sum. So everyone is valued equally by the adventurer's local conglomerate. I'm glad they're all better, it though. your long-lost son. Uh... No, no, he's fine. And can I go check on the the grove? See how it's doing? You look over there. It looks like it seems to be mostly still intact. It is under heavy cover of snow right now. But you you know exactly where it is, and you look over, and it does seem to be, from what you can tell at this distance with the heavy snowfall, seemingly intact. At this point, you all have trudged through the food court, uh, you do see that there is a new addition to the food court. Mm. Papa Chubbins! Papa Chubbins Q and Brew. And the smell <laughs> of roasting pork and brewing beer wafts through the air. Zobber Chubbins, uh, as, as you walk past, just you hear, ah! And your mother comes charging out and practically oh, no. knocks you over in the snow. Mama Chubbs! Mama Chubbs! <laughs> oh, it's, it's my boy! It's my boy! So good to see you again! Uh, your your father uh, is standing Mom. there. Is back! And he missed his steps right to the other side of you. Pulls you up into a big old bear hug. Dwarf pile is what we call this. Yes. Dwarf pile! You are basically covered in snow. It's in your beard. Like there's barbecue sauce on your robes now. Your, no, your parents are here and they are thrilled to see you. Your dad is talking a mile a minute, talking about all the pork recipes that he's been trying out on people. It's a grand old reunion. Yeah. That is the uh, the soundtrack that you all hear as the big doors to the great hall open and oh. you all come in. There is a lot of bustling activity. Uh, you get the sense that word of you all's arrival has been spreading through the compound. And the various servants are rushing around like people are running up, like giving you a hug, saying they're glad to see you. You make your way into the main conference room and you see there Gary standing over a table, his back to the door. You see a series of maps and blueprints kind of spread out. Uh, kind of on the far end of the table, you, you see what appears to be a, a three-dimensional miniature model of the compound with the fortifications. And Hisash says, hey, uh, Gary, guess who showed up? And Gary turns around and looks at you all. And y- you can see that even though you've only been gone about six months, he definitely has a lot more silver, like starting to creep up the side of his head. He turns around and goes, 
Oh, thank the gods. I'm glad to see you guys. Harry! Welcome back. Hey. 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 How you doing, great Gary? Y'all sit down. Have a I'm sure you're exhausted. What what can we get for you? Oh, Gary, we need to be we need to know everything that's happened in triplicate. Yeah, we need, we need a I brief. also want the beer from Papa Chubbins. Mm, me too. Yes. Yeah. Me, please. Servants are already coming in with sort of a, a, a pony keg. Cool. And, and, it, and it has Papa Chubbs brew on it. Like they tap into it and like this stout dwarven ale like begins pouring out. And it, it takes a few minutes to get a good pour. As you're all drinking it, they, they get the fireplace, you know, really roaring up. It's warm. It's hearty. They're bringing in, you know, food. There's some of the, the Papa Chubbs barbecue. They, they bring in some vegetables and things from what food to eat. There are some little kind of uh, some spicy wings from uh, Zbaro. And, of course, the Potato Treasury has a variety of options. So you all, you all are kind of snacking. You're catching up with people. Uh, you can tell that Gary is is trying to put together a full briefing. A number of servants bring in like some some boards. You see like some timelines of of things that have been going on. You all get a, a strong sense of just how much work Gary has been putting in trying to make sure that the compound remains safe. From from what you're seeing, like the timeline is outlining you know when things are being constructed. Uh, what was being built. And Gary begins to give you all a briefing that in the early fall, uh, this evil party invaded, but with the help of everyone, you know, all hands on deck, Sash, the recently trained Kalaya, Quevin, the recently arrived Chevin, and with the help of the Hooklock tribe who were attacked sort of en route, uh, they were able to drive the party away. There were some some casualties, unfortunately, and there was some damage that was done to some of the property. But the last couple of months, Gary has been working overtime to make sure that everything is rebuilt, everything is restocked. Quevin and Chevin have been casting Morden Canaan's private sanctum every day. They're trying to make this a permanent effect. Unfortunately, that will take upwards of a year. But they have been working. That's that's why you weren't able to teleport in. Although, Chevin assures you, now that you've been attuned to the ward, you will be able to to teleport in. Good to know. If, if yeah. needed. Gary begins to, to highlight what he's done for the fortifications. They are all sort of kind of at the edge of things you all had developed. So it hasn't really changed the structure of the place. Some of the buildings had been damaged in the battle, but... Aside from a few cosmetic repairs to the library, everything has been replaced and restored. The Hooklocks have left a contingent of warriors there to kind of help protect the place, certify the bonds between you all. They have not been attacked since then, but they have remained in a high state of vigilance, which is why there was a welcoming party ready to pounce upon whoever was trying to teleport into their compound. Gary, this paperwork is excellent. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, you didn't have a bunch of backlog to catch up on when you got his. All right. I'm going to put you up for uh, a recommendation to enter committee to have your perhaps hear uh, the arguments for and against potentially raising your status within the guild. Uh, which is, is, of course, the highest honor offered <laughs> and is the bureaucratic bureaucratic equivalent of the Medal of Honor. 
Um, I am truly honored, boss. Like I, yeah, I, I, I don't do this for, for that, but it does mean a lot. Now, now, Gary, this sounds all very expensive. How's how's the guild's coffers doing? Oh, it's it's fine. You know, you you all paid in your dues last year, uh, which which reminds me, in about a month, your dues are coming up again. I mean, that's that's the downside of that uh, time warp in the Feywild, eh? We probably did make thousands of gold in the Feywild, but but uh, you don't know that, of course. Your pockets are all pooched out with all the gems and stuff. <laughs> Zaber, is there anything you want to do? Any questions you have to ask? I'm concerned about the defense of the compound. So, in your beloved library? It got blown up. My library got blown up? Didn't it? I mean, it's, it's mostly fixed, but it did take some damage. It got better. Do you feel like you're ready for a second assault if they come back? Oh, yeah. No, we... Uh, we have been preparing for it since the day it happened. We, we got these these kick-ass fortifications. You all had given some ideas, mm-hmm. Amelia, what you want in terms of fortification. We've uh, we've really put that to the test. I also um, happened to learn a spell uh, when I was gone, or while I was gone, where I can create a fortress. And if I create it for a, uh, a year, then it'll be permanent. Um, I can conjure a fortress. Well, you know, that, that would be great. You know, the wards is great and all, but, uh, you know, every every bit of defense helps. Absolutely. And the last question I have here, well, related series of questions is, do you have any idea who these people were, where they came from, and how we can find them? Honestly, no. We uh, we were going about our normal day. It was a nice, lovely fall day, early fall. And uh, all of a sudden, there's this party of adventurers just... Right here in the middle of the compound. They just start wrecking shit, stabbing folk, flinging ma- magic around. We barely made it. If it wouldn't have been for the, the hook locks giving us support, if it hadn't been for Kalaya working so hard in our training, Quevin and Chevin chipping in, I don't think we'd ever made it. So how did you repel them? And, and did you investigate after they left, if, if they left any... Um... We, we we fought back. We did uh, we did some damage to them ultimately, and they uh, zapped out before we could finish it, them off. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay, Belisar, Gary, I just have to say that you did a marvelous job with these fortifications, uh, and Quevin and Chevin, everybody. Have there been other reports of similar types of attacks along the Sword Coast by chance, or anywhere nearby? Well, not in the immediate area. There, there is talk. Not long after you all went into the Feywild, there's this uh, barbarian horde that's been making its way through wrecking shit. Last I heard, they were headed towards uh, fuck. Where was it? And uh, Quevin says it was towards Hundlestone. No, Uh-oh. a horde of barbarians heading towards Hundlestone. Is it? What happened, Quevin? Well, it's just a rumor right now. This barbarian horde's been making its way across Faerun, and last seen headed towards Hundlestone. Oh no! There hasn't been any word <laughs> lately, but I'll, I'll be honest, Kalia's pretty worried about it. Huh? That's your town. It is my oh. town. I'm really conflicted because if the b- barbarians go in and ruin Hundlestone, that would really help my uh, chocolate factory and. <laughs> 
Cardinia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of a shit show before all this was going down. So, yeah, I can't that helps. They'll kill all your family and everything. I mean, they're a bunch of slavers. I mean, come on. I don't think I matter. Bellasar, family's family. My brother did get better, but my uncles and my uncle and my my father are still horrible people. How long do you think they'll it's going to take for them to get to Hundlestone? No idea. Right now, it's just a rumor. I think whatever happens, we need to take this party out because you're running amok. Do we know the race of these uh, barbarians, or is it a just a group of barbarians? Yeah. Pray tell. Yeah. It's uh, it's this famous Minotaur barbarian. He's called Shidu the Cruel. Shidu. 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 Yeah. I presume Shidu rides a skidu. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he rides this giant bull. It's weird. It's weird. Yes, the, the minute the Minotaur rides a giant bull. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little on the nose. I thought that's like a human riding a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bigger. It's bigger that was like a human riding a, a centaur. Yeah, yeah, sort of. That's like a a centaur riding a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got the horse-o, and then you got the torso, and then you got the horse-o on the lower half. Horse-o and the horse-o, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you take the anatomy class at uh, (laughs) Caracas? Yep. (laughs) Well, I I would like to say to everyone here that you have uh, defended the compound admirably. Uh, You have... We gained the admiration of all of us, and we are deeply sorry that we missed the battle, but your woes and your injuries will not go unanswered. And we will find these evil seven, and we will kill them. I sure hope so. Those guys are assholes. Yes, Quevin, they are. Zardex. Firstly, I should probably resurrect the people who died, right? <laughs> Oh, I thought they were all. I thought they were all healed. So I, yeah, I'm sorry for my insensitivity. I thought they were all healed. <laughs> I will make plans later then to speak with the dead, see if they want to be resurrected, and then I will learn resurrect. This is not something we need to do at this particular moment, but I can resurrect them if I need to. All right, yeah, you you could potentially bring them back. Firstly, I want to ask Nick for the flesh bone. Can it be like a like a mech suit? Can it be like a beefy body that you wear as a mech suit? If it was like a suit that you get inside, like, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just like someone's regular head sticks out the top of a mega beefy body. That's incredible. Is it going to smell? Really ripped. Just a super strong body. I would say probably with with enough time and supervision, you, you could make it so that, you know, it could be a thing that you could. Um, Quevin. Okay. I have a question, Quevin. If you were to have a super beefy, strong body to help defend this place, would it be very helpful or would that not be helpful? Well, it's always been like a secret fantasy of mine. Well, you boy, have I got... way too pudgy. Clevin, we don't want to know about your fantasies. I'm sorry, we don't. I do. No, we don't. <laughs> Could you make him have a huge dong? <laughs> they're, they're pretty tame, honestly. <laughs> the dong is actually another well, no, thing. I've already got the monster dong. It's just never going to change Sixty days, fifty thousand gold is what. Fifty? Wow. Holy shit! Okay, well we're not quite ready yet, but. Sardex, <laughs> you need a loan, do you? Not exactly a loan. Hey, M- Mimo, how much do you want to see a super beefy mage? 
at that level of intensity and build, pretty much anyone could put that thing on. You would take on some new stats. You would have to roll to see if you can do enough motion to cast the somatic elements of spells. Zardex, yes. I Here's 50,000 gold. Make your battle you 50,000 gold? Yes. I don't need that much. I need... Oh, uh, flesh? But bunch of flesh? Is that what you need? <laughs> no, we, we need don't a, need the flesh. Gary, we need a bunch of flesh, please. Well, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that. Some of it showed up a couple months ago. We've been keeping it on ice. Okay, cool. I'm still wondering about these barbarians that are attacking Hundlestone. I just want to know, how did you learn about these barbarians? And, like, is it a credible threat or what's going on? Oh, well, like, everybody has heard about it. You know, they they wiped a couple towns off the map. You know, smaller villages, not as well protected. But, uh, yeah, for about the last six months, they've just been this massive horde going through death and destruction. They've been stripping minerals and any magic items they could find. Just huge supply train going going back the other direction from them. But no one's had the balls to take them on, you know? We will take them on. This we have giant balls. Bullshit. If there was only way we could scry, if there was just one way we could scry there. Well, I mean, scry. <laughs> He's working on his cauldron. God damn it. Scry me a river. He's masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? Leave me alone. I'm scrying. I'm working on my cauldron. Don't put that in the cauldron. There may be still another 10, 20 days out, potentially, from Hundlestone. So you get the sense this is not a problem you have to solve right now. It's it's hard to get perfectly reliable information, but you feel like you've got a little bit of a window before they actually start laying siege to Hundlestone. It's hard to know that with absolute certainty, but you get the sense that like this is not something you have to deal with tomorrow. You get the sense that this is a very serious threat, that if they laid siege and were successful... It would be the end of Hundlestone as as you knew it. But the threat is, right now, it's still heavily implied rumor. It hasn't actually come to pass yet. Okay. Well, I would like to know if people have been joining the commune, how it's going, are the fields fruitful? You you spend some time talking with Asash, and, and y'all kind of make your way off to a quieter yeah. corner of the uh, the great house. Hisash tells you that the harvests have been good. People have been joining the cause, uh, the hooklocks. They're, they're not really strong in the literary tradition, but the oral tradition has been... This is something I like. A lot of overlap with uh, their way of life, so there's definitely some support Did there. Did I tell you I am now, I now am very good at loot? I, yeah, I, I would love to hear you play. I would like to play loot for yeah, my friend so, uh, so So play some, play some loot. 26. Yeah, you don't need my fucking Dang. Shit. Kilbo whips out a loot, which looks suspiciously like a lovely mandolin, and begins just absolutely shredding, shredding. on it. People are moved. Like, they're uh, kind of a jig breaks out. There are people dancing. Yes, uh, this is good. I like as, this. As everyone's celebrating you all's long-awaited return. Twiggy. What are you doing, Aldon? There's 
there's a lot of stuff that just went on and you know, how are you doing? We haven't really yeah. talked. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's, it's different. I'm a little off put, honestly. Uh, there's this new mage about and everyone just seems to accept that he's okay. And everyone was very skeptical of me. I'm sorry. You were, you were a little bit cryptic in the beginning. And I think that it, at the time, what our group was going through was not the best time, but you showed I, up. I, I, I suppose, I suppose that is fair. It's just, oh. it's hard not to take that just a little bit personally, you understand. Oh, I do understand. And I hope that maybe, you know, the fact that we all went to bat for you and hopefully I think the group has come along, you know, Belisar can be rough. We all know <laughs> that. I've just had to accept that. But I, I don't I don't want to appear ungrateful. You all took took great risk to yourselves to help me and well gave up a bit more time than we were expecting. Um, How do you feel about losing the warlock powers. I know that you wanted to be free, but that might feel like part of you is missing now. Not a part that I had trouble parting with. It, it's good to know that my powers come purely from nature at this point. And that knowing that at any moment I won't be dragged back there is, is a great comfort. I am truly grateful to the, to the sacrifice you all have made and once things have settled down, I, I will get to work making more potions for you all so that you can continue to do what you do so well. You know you mean the world to me, Eldon. I would do anything for you. And I for you, Twiggy. You you are the greatest friend I have ever known. <laughs> and I give Aww. him a big hug like I do. As the two of you, you know, finish your long, very strong embrace, he, he picks up a quarter staff and you just begin... That's the one. I think this one will work. What are you going to name it? I think I'm going to name it Old Wooden Bruiser. (laughs) (laughs) Better yet, I think I'll call it my Padman stick. (laughs) (laughs) He says something in Druidic that you recognize as the word shillelagh, and green energy passes through it, and he swings the quarterstaff at one of the uh, dummies in the room. But he brings this quarterstaff down, and it knocks the thing across the room. Yes, I, I think I will do just fine without Oberon interfering, my Good. dear. I will never be able to repay you all for your kindness, but I certainly will endeavor to do so. No, there is no need for payment. I would do it in a heartbeat. Y'all make your way back to what what is shaping up to be a fairly raucous party celebrating you all's return. Y'all have encountered enough loose threads that might have some information that you could probably track some information down. And one name in particular springs to mind as you're contemplating this. And that name is Johann von Kiesterberg, <laughs> the necromancer that you all encountered in the Mirror of Dead Men, who what? sick yeah. a, dead, a couple of death knights on you all and then teleported out of there. Based on what you all know, uh, he is based somewhere around Neverwinter, but you feel like he might be your best lead for getting information on who this party is, where they might maybe be located. So that's that's a, a potential side quest that you all could chase down. Uh, okay. The necromancer Johann von Kiesterberg of Neverwinter. Am I still scrying then, or is that do I think it's not worth it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so uh, on whom did you attempt to scry? Just the party that um, attacked us. You spent some time focusing in, like you, you have some familiarity with them. As you are completing the scry, in, in before you begin this investigation into the party, you are feeling it moving in. And in a sensation that feels very familiar on what you experienced earlier, though not nearly as painful, as a scrying sensor begins to move in, it finds this dark, furry, fuzzy cloud and repels it. Uh-oh. You get the sense that their lair is similarly, similarly warded as you all's. And given your knowledge of Mordenkainen's private sanctum, divination spells within that area cannot penetrate. On the bright side, that means that you all cannot be scried upon while you are in your compound. You get the sense that if they are not within the, the confines of the compound, you might be able to drop in on them. Okay. So after that, I just want to go hang out with uh, Mad Mulligan and Broward Chubbins if I can. Your parents are so thrilled to see you. They are just like in hog heaven. Oh. <laughs> Amberlynn, you notice... A short, stout figure moving through the snow, coming up to the great house of the compound. And as some of the servants open the door, he makes his way in. He looks around, and he sees you and Kalia and makes his way over. I'm assuming it's my brother? It is not your brother. Oh, okay. Uh, but this dwarf looks to be completely exhausted and out of breath. Oh, mistress, mistress is cheery about him. I I bring this scroll, and he holds out a scroll case. He, he doesn't pass out, but he's, like, definitely leaning on a table. Like, you get the sense that he's not taking a whole lot of rest since he left Hundlestone. I will take the, the scroll from him, and then I will Is tell... Is that barbecue pork, I smell? I was just going to say, let, let this wonderful dwarf... Feast upon our whatever, you know, get, bring him, bring them refreshments. He has found his second wind and has sprinted towards the buffet line. In the meantime, you begin the process of cracking open this scroll case, and I will come back to you. Kilbo. Yes. What are you doing during this party? So, in addition to the loot playing and the having fun with his sash, at some point I break away and I find a old sheet. Okay. And upon this sheet, I paint a chicken boo too. <laughs> Yay! It's neck. Using the arcane paints that yeah, you have? Of okay. So what? No, I'm going to use regular. Just making yeah, sure. Okay, Just making sure. That's fair. And around his neck, I also have a sign that says, I love Meemaw. <laughs> and then I list everyone else as well. You have created this magnificent chicken boo. Which will now wander the campus yes. of your compound. <laughs> Emberlin, you have taken the spell scroll and you've kind of gone off into the corner. Do you bring Kalia with you or do you encourage her to engage in the party? I encourage her to join the party because I want to look at this scroll alone for a moment. All right. Before I figure out what's to figure out what's going on. She doesn't take a lot of convincing. She found that dwarf that delivered the message pretty handsome. So she uh, she pretty quickly goes over to him and starts, you know, working her paladin charisma charm. Um, you get you get the sense she has called called the dwarf from the herd at this point. And with that confidence, everyone seems to be having a good time. Everyone's enjoying themselves. 
you make your way over into one of the quiet corners of the Great Hall, uh, a room rarely occupied, doesn't have a lot of people in it pretty much ever, but a, a quiet place to read this. And as you crack open this scroll case, you pull out a parchment, and it's a letter from your brother. And it says, My dear sister, I hope this finds you well. But the barbarian horde has been spotted on the horizon. And our city is in danger. Any help that you and your friends can provide will be greatly appreciated. And if we survive, greatly rewarded. And it's signed by your brother with the signet ring that you recognize. What do you do? Um, I think I want to talk to the party. I want to talk to Belisar and Twiggy and Kilbo and Mima and Zabra Chubbins and um, Zardex. And I just want, I kind of gather them around um, into this room and I, I ask, well, I, I read the scroll to them and then I ask for advice. You managed to very quietly and very carefully, you don't interrupt the party, but you, you managed to find these sort of natural lulls. You do manage to pull just the members of your party, not your, your sister, not Hisash, not Gary, not anybody else, but just the members of AL381 into this quiet room and you read them that script that tells them that Hundlestone is almost certainly now under siege. And I ask my friends, my comrades, what, I mean, what should we do? We've gone to Cordenia, we've gone to the Feywild to, to help the people and our, our friend Eldon, what do we do? Do we help defend them or do we let them deal with their sins and um, all of that? But I mean, I don't know what to do. Should we? So, Meemaw, you respond first. Emberlyn, <laughs> uh, they, they said, uh, did they say anything about a specific about reward? I, I... I tuned everything out, uh, but I uh, I did hear reward. Reward. Did they say anything specific about that at all? The closest you get is the word gratitude, yeah. but Mima knows what gratitude means. It means gratitude. Coin, baby. Hey, how much? Uh, slave labor turns a nice profit. I've served. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what advantage do you think we'd have by not helping them? I mean, how would what would that serve to do? I'm really conflicted because, of course, I want to save my town, my 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 home, but at the same time, my father and my uncle have been slave trading, and I just I almost feel like they need to have their comeuppance. The slaves will die too. If we... I think we should go, and if you really are conflicted with the um, ethics of your family, then you can deal with that directly with them. My thought goes along with Zardax that if 
you care so much for these halflings, uh, if they are attacked, they will all die. And it seems to be against everything we stand for to let so many innocents die for the revenge and the death of so few. They have done nothing wrong. I I, um, I agree that we must help them for no other reason than uh, the innocents that are there. But I am also concerned about uh, the fact that if we leave Compound again, that we are leaving it vulnerable without us there. Roll me an inside check. Okay. Do you get the sense that with the wards, with the fortifications, they'd be able to hold their okay. own? At least in the short term. Dad, I think it's important to focus on all the innocent lives in the town and, you know, the crimes of your father and your uncle can be answered for. We should come to the rescue of the innocents who have already suffered under their rule. You get the sense, all of you, that, like, this isn't necessarily a topic you want to broach tonight while people are still celebrating that you all have returned after after many months gone. It's very clear that we need to help Hundlestone and not necessarily my family, but help the citizenry. And it's more important to protect the innocent lives than to defend my families. I want to thank my comrades and I think we should probably think about heading out to Hundlestone soon. You all have this quiet moment down the hall. You all hear like a full-blown celebration. People are thrilled that you are back. You've been gone for like six months. The sense that a lot has has changed over this time and that people are thrilled to have you back. Uh, But you have this quiet, serious moment as you all contemplate your next move. And as you all look at each other, grimly resolved to help out the people of Hundlestone, whether or not their leadership deserves it or not, you all kind of quietly nod in assent, knowing that tomorrow brings the next level of adventure. And you all quickly and quietly make your way back to the party and blend in and celebrate and grieve and mourn the the people who were lost. And you eat, you drink, you are merry at least for this night. And that is where we will pick up next time. You've been listening to We Slay Things, edited by Andy Gabor. Like our podcast and want to help support it? Toss a coin to your DM at ko-fi.com slash weslaythings. Visit weslaythings.com for more.